hot still. At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Miss T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, listeners. You're back where it's at for a new edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. This is Tanisha Baker, excited to host Talking With T, the show with the flow that keeps you in the know as we hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of trending news, hot topics, noted interviews, new music, and much, much more. This is the first show of November, and if you've been following Talking With T, you know we have a new theme each month. With this being the month of Thanksgiving, the theme this month is Attitude of Gratitude. I first thought that gratitude was synonymous to being thankful. However, upon further research, I found out that gratitude is a state of being. Being thankful is a feeling. Being grateful is a state of mind defining who you are. Either way, it benefits us to be thankful and or grateful for the blessings we have. We should approach life with gratitude. Being grateful turns what we have into enough. You don't worry about keeping up with the proverbial Joneses. You are satisfied in the fruits of your own labor. You don't become envious of others and their blessings. You know, I believe in the phrase, what God has for you is for you. Gratitude indeed affects your attitude. Being in a state of gratefulness makes you more positive and joyful. Trust me, you will be happier when you count your blessings and not your problems. The month of November is recognized as National Adoption Month, National Diabetes Month, and National Alzheimer's Awareness Month. This week is Dear Santa Letter Week, so... It's time for the young ones to make their Christmas list and mail those letters to the North Pole and to make sure their parents know what to put in the budget for Black Friday. Today is November 6th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with the beautiful actress, London-born Thandie Newton. I best remember her for her roles in Pursuit of Happiness, Beloved, and Good Deeds with Tyler Perry. It's also the birthday of retired pro basketball player Lamar Odom, who recently divorced from Khloe Kardashian and hopefully is bouncing back and recovering from a down period in his life. On this date in history in 1990, Sharon Pratt Dixon, now Kelly, was elected mayor of Washington, D.C., making this a first for a woman of any race. Also on this date in history in 1900, James Weldon Johnson and J. Rosamond Johnson composed Lift Every Voice and Sing. Today on the national calendar is recognized as National Nachos Day and National Saxophone Day, which commemorates the birth of Adolph Sachs, inventor of the saxophone. For today's happy highlights, I want to spotlight a seven-year-old from Knoxville, Tennessee, who handed out dozens of blankets to the homeless in South Knoxville for her birthday. Kenzie Rottenauer told her parents that she wanted to help people instead of having a party. One cold night as her family was heading home, she noticed someone down at the bridge 
who didn't have anything to cover up with. After collecting the blankets, her fellow cheerleaders and football players from her brother's team helped to pass them out. The remaining blankets were donated to the Knoxville Police Department and CORM. I'm happy to share this story about a little girl with a big heart. I also read about a plumber in Salt Lake City who takes part of his $30,000 salary along with a few small donations to offer one of the country's only scholarships for kids with incarcerated parents. His name is Carl Winsness, and he has been offering this scholarship for the last five years. He says the kids haven't done anything wrong. He also said that he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink from Starbucks, and he doesn't have HBO. So he doesn't waste a lot of money on that stuff. So what's a thousand dollars? That is the amount of the scholarship Carl has given. And for some students struggling to find a means to go to college, a thousand dollars is a big deal. My last happy highlight is about Vanessa Howard, who 20 years ago was a homeless single mother of three with only a dollar seventy-five cents to her name. At one point, she even considered suicide. She was a victim of domestic violence. She had first gotten pregnant as a teen and left what was described as a drug-infested childhood home. At this point, Howard, now 62, has opened her own salon named the Giving Hands Hair Salon. And once a month, she comes into the salon on her Sunday off to give free services to the homeless. She says she knows the struggle, and that's why she gives so hard. She went on to say she is looking to help restore women and restore children. Her pain is now part of her purpose. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Wondering why am I here? 
your ears on blast. This will go real fast as we cover today's Monday Minute Quick Bits. Beyonce is among the stellar cast starring in the remake of the Disney classic The Lion King. This past Wednesday, two men were killed and a woman was injured due to a shooting inside a suburban Denver, Colorado Walmart. I mentioned Lamar Odom earlier today because it's his birthday, but he was in the news as well because he collapsed at a nightclub in L.A. around 2 a.m. Sunday morning. People say that he had been drinking for several hours before he passed out. According to a recent report on CNN, the new Republican tax bill would not eliminate the tax penalty for those uninsured, as previously thought, but will eliminate a deduction for people with very high medical costs. Evidently, Senator Rand Paul was assaulted and his neighbor has been charged for entering his property and attacking him from behind this past Friday. Senator Paul has five rib fractures and lung contusions. A cafe in Brooklyn has been accused of turning away black kids on Halloween. Oma Holloway, who is a member of the advisory community board, said she and a fellow board member, Michael Caitlin, watched as cafe employees told three separate groups of black children that the cafe was not participating in handing out candy for Halloween. Then a white mother and her kids came in and were given candy. Holloway, must I say, gave them a piece of her mind and probably a piece of somebody else's mind as well. As she went on to say, I'm on the community board and I understand you don't have to participate. But to do something so blatantly discriminatory, this is not acceptable. And as a patron, I'm not accepting it. The owner of the cafe has since gone on Facebook calling it a misunderstanding. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while after we hear from one of my favorite Facebook comedians, Eddie Comedy, and his take on what teachers really say about Halloween and the day after. Son, Halloween was yesterday, so take the Dracula teeth out your mouth. Dracula don't wear no school uniform. You need to sink your fangs in this warm-up. I didn't know it was so many variations of ninja costume. Red ninja, black ninja, blue ninja, white ninja. One little boy wrote ninja on a regular t-shirt and spelled it N-E-N-J-A. I know you didn't study under Bruce Lee. I told my kid, y'all want to hear something scary? 26, 33, 20, 25, 60, 11, 22, 36. There was the results from the test I gave y'all yesterday that I gave the answers to. So you supposed to be a witch? Well, can you hocus pocus yourself to school on time? Cause you don't never get into after I call roll. Did some of y'all trick or treat throughout the night? One little boy had on a wolf mask, wolverine claws, a spider-man sweater, and a sword. Did you dress this confusion? Baby, what kind of costume is that? She gonna tell me she an exotic dancer. I say, you better call your mama to come bring a costume to put on top of your costume. Little boy gonna ask me, Mr. Brown, why you ain't dressed up? I say, son, I wear a costume every day to this job all right well now it's time for the portion of the show when we review trending news and hot topics and i have with me the know-it-all professor jay and our top investigator most often instigator p.i pam and we're going to get started there were indeed some sad and tragic stories that trended in the news since our last show the first one is about the terror attack in manhattan now, eight people were killed and several others injured when a 29-year-old professing his loyalty to ISIS drove a rented pickup truck down a busy bike path near the World Trade Center. I, I can't pronounce his name, but anyway, 
he was from Uzbekistan. I might not have pronounced that right either, but that looks pretty close. Anyway, he'd been living in the U.S. since 2010. They connected him to ISIS through a note he had left near the, near the truck he had rented and the one that he used to run these people over. And I'll tell you something else scary. He had been driving an Uber for the past six months, but he wasn't on any of their watch list or anything. So uh, these people just stay in hiding and pop up when they want to, and we have no signs that they're plotting. I'm curious to know how it happened that he, you know, wasn't red flagged under Uber. They said he passed the background check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is not the first time that an Uber driver has done something crazy. So I'm not pretty sure how thorough that background check really is. Or, if, or even if they really run the real one. They might run right. the chicken chicken one. <laughs> so Uber, we're going to need you to do a little better job. But again, we don't want to get into labeling or stereotyping or crossing over into harshly penalizing people based on their nationality or anything like that, but just a basic check, right, that says if you're committing multiple traffic violations or you having run-ins with the law, maybe we shouldn't have you driving an Uber. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, again, not to take away that it was just heartbreaking. That he just, I mean, these people weren't suspecting anything as often they aren't in a terrorist attack. But you're on a bike path and you just get run over to death. And it seems like this is becoming a weapon of choice lately because I know this isn't the first story that we've heard recently. When I say recently in the past year or so about someone using a vehicle to kill people. Mm. Well, let's move on. There's another sad story. There was this 10-year-old boy, Jaheem McKenzie, out of Memphis, Jay, in your neck of the woods, who stabbed himself to death after his mother had whipped him with an extension cord and was reportedly also choking him to discipline him. And I don't know. I don't know if I want to connect the two. And I, I remember Pam saying after the incident, stabbing yourself is brutal. Like, it's hard to do that. Most people use a method, I guess, that's quick and maybe not so painful. And to be 10 years old, but anyway, one of the neighbors said that the mother, Robin McKenzie, was a good mother and that her son was her life. And she is now being held on aggravated child abuse charges with a $100,000 bond. So as horrific as this story is, it speaks to the rising rate of suicide and young black boys, and I believe a couple of years ago on the show, we talked about this, you know, the rise in suicide among young children. And when I say young, I'm talking elementary age. In, in a 2015 study from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, it was reported that the suicide rate for black boys between the ages of 5 and 11 doubled between 1993 and 2012. And, of course, they're in the process of updating those statistics now. But I don't even think about suicide as it relates to a kid between 5 and 11. That's just scary. Well, see, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, that story definitely made the news down here. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I don't know. 
even though they said she was a good mother, I'm really wondering if there was something else that was going on. Because, right. you know, for years, and I'm sure as mothers, both you and Pam can attest to, attest to this, you know, disciplining children, whatever is the most convenient method of discipline at the time, is usually nine times out of ten what ends up being used. Because I can remember that my mother always would tell my sister and uh, me wherever we cut up, it's what we got dealt with. And so if that meant purse strap, shoe, whatever, you know. So I'm, I'm, I really have questions. It's a lot. Nonetheless, it's a sad story, but I don't know. Well, let's just put it on out there. You know, they're insinuating that the boy killed himself to escape the abuse of his mother. So we don't know if this is an ongoing abuse or he just snapped at that time. Uh, you know, kids run from whippings, but I mean to stab yourself, but he's just 10. It's just, I can't really connect the dots. I can't make sense of it. I can't either. And that, that, that's what I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around. Right. Yeah, it makes me, makes me wonder if something else was going on with him besides the whippings. Maybe the whippings, you know, were the icing on the cake. Maybe that just pushed him over the edge. Maybe some, cause I just can't see getting, I mean, you know, everybody handles things differently, but I know a lot of people, including ourselves that grew up on whippings and, you know, we threatened to run away, but the stabbing yourself is, is a brutal, gruesome way to kill yourself, even for an adult. But for a right. kid to even think about stabbing themselves, like I said, let's be real. As parents, I'm sure both of you can attest to the fact that whatever you get your hands on as I admit to nothing. Implement and discipline. Well, okay, you don't have to, but uh, I, I know the truth. <laughs> huh, huh. So, you have to like Donna Brazil, just want to air out all kind of dirty laundry on the air in front of folks. Look, this, let's just get well, back now. to the story. Well, let's 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 get back to this story because I remember somebody was at my house one time and we did something we weren't supposed to do. Went somewhere we weren't supposed to do, and their mama said, "Your ass." Oh, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Your beak is grass, and I'm a lawnmower. I ain't saying nobody's names, but and that sounds vaguely familiar. But yes, let's get back to the story because. (laughs) Um, all of the, the, the whipping, you said, you know, it wouldn't drive someone to that. But let's just say, what if this were happening daily or often? Right. That's the thing where I have a question, you know, mm-hmm. how frequently were these whippings occurring and, you know, the severity thereof? Because I, I can kind of see, you know, where the abuse happening on a consistent basis. You know, even for things that would be in normal people's estimation, considered small things, uh-huh. uh, would drive someone to edge, especially someone who can't really, at a young age, differentiate between discipline and, oh, my mama doesn't love me, maybe she doesn't wish that I was here. And then, you know, and I was thinking, you know, as you were telling us about the story, you know, what words were being said to this child? Because if the 
physical discipline and the words that the mother was saying were combined, I can kind of see how that would drive someone who does not have the, you know, mental maturity to work through that and let's drive someone to the edge. And let's not forget, I mean, the whipping was one thing, but the second part, they said she was chunking it. Yeah. Now, I don't know how they knew all of this, really, because from what I understand, it was her and him. And she said that he did that to escape her discipline. So did she flat out admit that she whipped him and choked him? And 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 I couldn't understand how they, you know, how they charged her with child abuse just off of, and like I said, how did they even come to that? Evidently, well, she that said it. She said, said that she, she had done that. But, but, I don't but I said the charge, charger, I don't know. But, you know, and I see what people have been, you know, petitioning so she could get out and, you know, plan her services and stuff. She just, I mean, where you are able to bury your child and have you locked up, they just, I don't know. They could have they could have done it, but then they also could have waited maybe. I don't know, Sam. You know, it depends on the details to the story. A lot of times they have information that we don't have. And if she indeed had a pattern or history of abusing this little boy, then I mean, I just heard a quote recently, you know, we have a right to our choices, but we don't have a right to the consequences. So there's so many unanswered questions with this story. Yeah. We're going to have to keep following up with this story. Yeah. All right, well, the most recent tragedy involved a shooting just yesterday at a church in Sutherland Spring, Texas. So a gunman opened fire inside the church Sunday, killing 26 and injuring 20 others. This attack is marked as the deadliest mass shooting in the state of Texas. The youngest victim was five and the eldest was 72. The gunman was identified as Devin Kelly. A local resident actually followed him with his own rifle, and eventually the police found him shot dead. So it's unclear if the gunman shot himself or if he was shot by the guy who had followed him. Well, okay, here's the thing with this story. Mm -hmm. Two things, rather. Number one, from the reports that I have seen on various uh Outlet is a very small congregation with an with an average attendance of anywhere from seventy five to hundred people on a Sunday, and so you know if you got you saying that he shot a fourth of the people in there. Oh yeah. So the majority of the congregation was taken out. That is really really concerning. Mm-hmm. And here's why. You know, as a church kid. It's it's like at one point in time, the church was considered a safe place. That's one of the places that you did not, you didn't go in to cause trouble or, Mm -hmm. you know, to cause any sort of harm to the people. You know, if you were going to do anything to anybody, you waited until after service was over. You caught them out in the street. You did what you did. So I think that speaks to the mentality of people where they no longer have respect for sacred spaces. Right. I mean, that's not the first story. Um, Now, he indeed 
I believe, shot the largest number. But that was one recently around here. Pam, what was it, Athens? Or well, had the tertiary. Yeah. I can't remember what. I don't think it was Athens. It was some other small town. Well, but right here in Tennessee, not too far from us. And it was Antioch. Is that a city? Yeah, it was Antioch. That was right okay. there. Okay. All right. So that's probably been what? If it's been a month ago, it's been pretty recent. And so, Jay, you're right. right. I don't think. Reporting on that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're right when you said there's a lack of respect for what we consider sacred places. Again, that's something else that's rising. I don't have many words for that. You know, we had gone through this whole bout of after the shooting in South Carolina with church members and deacons and whoever uh, carrying weapons in the church to potentially protect the congregation from things like this, even though I don't think we really thought that it was going to keep happening. Right. Right. That's why I said people criticize churches that have security there and people, you know, carrying pistols, you know, openly in the church. But at this point, it seems like you are better, you know, better safe than sorry because, I don't know, you shouldn't have to carry it in church. That's one place you shouldn't have to carry a weapon in. It should be church. But in these days and times, it's like people don't care. They have no thought of sympathy for people. And and they say, well, maybe they they should have prayed. I think they was in church praying when they got killed. I'm pretty sure there was prayer in there. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, Pam. Yeah, so that doesn't thwart the actions of someone who's deranged. And that could be a whole nother conversation about that and, and people's opinions about when things like this happen in the church. What does that say about God and God's word? But we'll, that's, that's more of a, a sermon topic. And I wouldn't mind sharing it, but I'm not going to do it on today's show. Um, I'll tell you what, let's, let's change to a lighter note. Before we go, Tyrese Gibson. He was in the news for a couple of things. Yeah, let me let me just chat about him for a second. One, we reported a while back, he was in a custody battle with his ex-wife, and she had filed child abuse charges. So the first piece of good news for him is that abuse charges have been closed, and he thanked his current wife for her support as he was in this custody battle with his ex. There was an emotional video that surfaced on social media that showed him begging not to have his child taken away. And as for this, I think we do need more men to be this passionate and aggressive when it comes to seeing their children. We also need them to raise their boys and girls, and sometimes that includes discipline. So, you know, that that part, I'm okay. Next, it was previously reported that he said that he would not be in Fast and Furious 9 if Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in it. And he had quite a colorful and disrespectful Instagram post, which I feel is not in the taste of the show to share on air. But you can check it out on my webpage under today's show. And I was thinking, how are they going to kill him off? Because I didn't think he had enough class to be making those kind of demands. So I just said the writers are probably just trying to figure out the most uh, engaging or enticing or way or what would go well with the storyline for him to die on off. 
But apparently this is a part of an ongoing feud between the two. And the thing that sent Tyrese over the edge was when he was informed that the ninth Fast and Furious would be pushed back a year in order to release a standalone film for The Rock's character. But I also read he had settled this feud with him because he had, uh, in one of his another Instagram posts, he said that he had had a heart-to-heart with one of The Rock's associates and that it would be his last post about him. Okay, so first of all, the, the video that mm-hmm. was the ugly quiet, the century. The what? And the <laughs> ugly quiet of the century. The century. Yes. Mm, and okay. secondly, is anybody, said, is anybody really checking for his acting career like that anymore? Uh, well, I didn't think so. Evidently, he thought the Fast and Furious is the only job he could get because he is really just torn about that that little part. I mean, he is really torn about that that one job. So it must be. It must be his only source of. of well, maybe they could have um, Baby Boy too in the meantime while they're working on the Rocks movie. And then he can have a little no. income coming in. No. No, no, no baby boy too. Oh. Uh, he could have kept the, he could have left us the house. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was just trying to help find him a little income while they were waiting on. And, and that's well, the first, I mean, they've had eight. If I was in, not just in it, but starring in the Fast and Furious franchise, I bet you I'd have me some chains tucked away. Well, here's the thing. Number one, eight movies. I mm-hmm. mean, how many more movies do you need, do you need to make? With the same I don't know how many Star Wars do they have. Look, yeah, I, I, I am a Fast and Furious fan, so Jay, I'm going to need you to get up off of that. But um, how okay. many Star Wars I, episodes I, did they have? I, I, I believe that long. I believe that long. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. If the Empire can strike back and forth and boomerang, and they had about 19 of those. And we're not even going to get on Harry Potter. Well, it's, it's, well with Star Wars, <laughs> it's a whole science fiction piece. Mm-hmm. You can always come up with something science fiction-ish. But anywho, so, all right, um, Tyree. <laughs> yeah, like I said, is anybody really checking for his acting career like that? Seems like he's more successful with the whole music deal. Right. So maybe that is more his lane. This thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll post the headline and let the listeners read for themselves because I've had my Tyree feel for the week. So maybe we'll talk about that next week. But for now, that's it for this bit. And I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. This upcoming Saturday will be celebrated as Veterans Day, which will also be observed on Friday. The Knoxville Veterans Day Parade will begin at the Knoxville Civic Auditorium on Friday, November 10th, beginning at 10.30 a.m. The Shades of Hope 30th Year Gala will be Saturday, November 11th at the Jubilee Banquet Hall to support victims of domestic violence. Currently, it is Dollar Days at the Knoxville Zoo. Through November 12th, there is a $1 admission and free parking with a donation of a non-perishable food item or pet food. On Thursday, November 9th from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m., visit the open house at Centro Hispano. 
To learn more about their work educating and supporting our immigrant and refugee neighbors. To find out more about these events and others in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, visit www.thevillageofknox.com. Be reminded, you can now call in and leave your thoughts on topics or issues, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170. Once you call, you will receive instructions on how to proceed. Also, Make note that I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but don't forget to help me celebrate Hometown Heroes and T's Top Teens by sending me a message on social media or visiting www.talkingwitht.com. Nominate good people doing good things. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, Google Music, and now iHeartRadio. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Learn to be thankful for what you already have while you pursue all you want. Jim Ron. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With T.